This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to the awful and awesome entertainment rap. Hello, hello and welcome to the awful and awesome entertainment rap with me, Dipanjana Pal and... Rajeshri Sen. How she's batting her eyelashes while she says this. Anyway, scientists say that multitasking is bad for your brain. So sit back, ignore your phone and let us take you through the weird and wonderful world of what entertained us this week and what didn't. So, Indian entertainment had a moment this week with the international magazine Forbes, including Shah Rukh Khan and Akshay Kumar, who'd a thunk, in their list of world's highest paid entertainers. Now, Obviously, since we only worship toppers, my inner auntie G came out with a vengeance when I saw Shah Rukh Khan was number 86 and Akshay Kumar was number 94, which sounds very unimpressive. But is it not a big deal, Rajashri Sen? What's impressive is that they are part of Bollywood, which makes films in Hindi, which contrary to what Bollywood and our government thinks is a language which most people do not understand. So the fact that they've made it to this list is quite impressive. And not just that, this is a list, like I was saying, it's topped by Taylor Swift, who earns, just take a guess how much she earns in a year. I don't know, enough to pay for Hiddleston to be dating her. I want a number, not a boyfriend. I don't know. (laughs) I only think of boyfriends when I think (laughs) of Swift. (laughs) $170 million every year. So then we have to give Shah Rukh and Akshay a little bit of credit. Despite the fact that uh, these are the people in the Forbes list, in local news, however, it was all Salman Khan. Sri, so did you see Sultan? Of course. I went on a weekend. I spent three hours of my life, which will not come back, Is watching Sultan being a wrestler. Is that why you cried in the film? So I, just for the record, I also cried in Chennai Express at one point. So I, I also cried in Chennai Express, but for myself. Of, yeah, out of sadness yeah, for yourself. Because there was uh, a point at which I thought, I have a postgraduate education. I've read Tagore. I've read Nietzsche. Um, there should, this is not what should be my Why lot. you didn't like that scene of that, uh, the dwarf in the jungle who speaks in a foreign tongue? It was very Foucaultian. Yes. yes. Then, anyway, coming back to Sultan. Which is directed by Ali Abbas Zafar. Who has made? Gunde, my favorite film. Why? Because rarely have two oily shirtless men been wrestled. filmed with such love no. and slow motion. And again, they wrestled. So obviously It is the most homoerotic shot I have seen in Bollywood cinema. Also, Ali Abbas Zafar took it upon himself to uh, ruin Bengali women. Forever by showing Priyanka Chopra as a Bengali. It was all shot in Calcutta, right? And I don't know, the only thing Bengali about her was that she was wearing a sari. But okay, we won't get into Gundi. Now, Sultan, for people who have not seen the film, it's about a man, to put it in short, what the film's about. It's about a man. It's about a man. It's about a man in a lungot. Yeah. To be fair. So you will get to see a lot of Salman Khan in a speedo. But he's basically... uh, a 30-year-old, that in itself is a stretch to believe. Because but Khan is 50, if I'm not mistaken. He might even be a little older than two, that. I think. Or maybe 50. 50 for sure. But he's 30 in the film. And he uh, sees Anushka Sharma, who is uh, a wrestler. 
and he decides a wrestler can only marry a wrestler which is why he wants to be a wrestler which is why all of us have chosen the professions we have because we saw someone who we wanted to marry who was a journalist we said let's see the be. problem is that you're a bengali he's a haryanvi the, the rules are different yeah exactly tell me something since you live in haryana um <coughs> Let's not publicize this too much. Okay, I'm on the edge. Out. I'm on the edge of Haryana. Did you think Salman Khan got his accent right? So I don't really hang out with too many Haryanvis, contrary to belief. But you could make out that he hadn't got it right because the guy who plays his best friend Govind in the film Salman oscillates between calling him Govind and calling him Gobind. So depending on what Salman feels like saying at that moment, he was saying. but one is the accent wasn't right two he did not have a wrestler's body as in when he was winning his tournaments there's just a lot of flab on that man and uh there were some illogical parts which i didn't understand really? some like a, other than that he practiced for one month and he immediately started winning the world championship and uh, but he collects money so he collects money for uh, a blood, blood bank. bank and this money is collected in little like piggy banks you know like we have like different size piggy banks actually in dalda tins in dalda tins there's a red piggy bank you get also and all but all this money is kept in a cupboard and he has two and a half lakhs kept in that cupboard my point is if he had just put it in the bank he would have got some interest on it you're right? so middle class that's but the problem anyway moving on um okay i had two problems mm-hmm. with uh with sultan now one w- one thing that really worked very well for me in the film was actually the fact that despite all the problems that salman khan has he cannot act he evidently can't do an accent he doesn't really believe in emoting all of these are central problems and the film had very good people in the supporting cast right yeah his friend govind gobind whatever mm. his name was even amit saad who was the yeah. promoter that, whose character actually made no sense whatsoever but anyway still amit saad randeep hooda anushka sharma all of these guys and his father his father in law komod mishra played by komod mishra <laughs> uh, it's a very strange thought to think of komod mishra actually as um Salman Khan's father-in-law because he's the father of a very sweet little boy but anyway <laughs> Poor thing. um excellent supporting cast and yet despite the fact that he cannot act and has all of these issues Salman Khan does actually keep the film together yeah so this is something i'm no fan of Salman Khan at all i'm very scared of being in bombay because i feel just in case he has read my articles he's one day going to try and run me over but he is a uh, like when he's on screen you realize what a star he is because he just has to come on screen and everybody else pales like they almost go move backwards and it's really sad for someone like say a randeep hooda or a kumud mishra and all who are brilliant actors or even the guy who plays his friend anand sharma yeah. yeah but he has tremendous star presence and the other thing i've realized whether it's a coincidence also he has a habit of doing committing uh crimes or being embroiled in a controversy or the other with great regularity but last year when the verdict came out the bombay verdict and he got a lot of flack like you know because the driver took the blame and all the that nonsense uh, yeah yeah they claim that the driver took the blame but within a month or two bajrangi bhaijaan released 
and this time after his rape comment this has released and if you see sultan there's a lot about women's empowerment over here so even his wife who's a little illogical because she's a state champion so arfa his lady love to wife is a character that i i actually thought was the most shortchanged in the film because you'd pick arfa as the heroine of this story because she's the daughter of a man who wanted a son but decided to raise his daughter as a champion anyway she goes ahead and becomes and a, a state champion wrestler champion wrestler a state winner moves from delhi back to haryana to work with her father to train another generation while she is in her prime meets a man is thwarted in her ascent because uh, apparently family planning is not something they use in haryana but anyway the point is that she becomes pregnant and therefore is unable to go ahead for not just any old team but the olympics team yes yeah, so that's where it doesn't make sense but the point is even if you just stick to that illogical narrative that is the real story salman khan's is actually not the story but then this is bollywood so he exactly. is the star between salman and, and anushka he is the one who's going to be the focus and this this background became the setting against which he kept apologizing for being a misogynist and chauvinist right every time he apologizes he follows it up with but it's your fault to our so i don't uh, i actually felt the ending of the film changed it around slightly in the sense that she is shown as getting back into back to wrestling and he is shown as being there while she is wrestling so they show her get back into championship wrestling sort of i yeah. mean we don't really see her compete or anything but we see her wearing the jacket which has to be no enough. no they show her going into and uh, going into compete and uh, someone on the who's commenting says that look her husband's come with her yeah. and then they show yeah. their daughter right the yeah, yeah right at the end they show their daughter again no so i just feel first of all this criticism that he's been given that you know uh, salman is just being a chauvinist in this film the same way he's a chauvinist in real life i think people who are like critics that read articles like this i don't know whether they cannot not be realizing that a film is fiction you know, and salman is a real person in real life there's a fabulous uh, bit in a show called the extras uh, written by ricky gervais yeah. in which uh, ian mckellen is one of the stars and he's got this moment where he says you know when i do thou shalt not pass in lord of the rings how did i do it because they gave me the lines yeah so i think if just that is one thing i never thought i would stand up for anything with salman das but to expect him to be uh, like to take his lines in a film to be his actual lines in real life is just being idiotic sultan and salman both the one place where they do kind of come together is that they kind of icons of masculinity right Salman to definitely has been uh, even when he did not have the body yeah he was still considered you know kind of the brave young thing uh, once he got the body and uh, started showing up in slightly cut off denim mm. shorts and things like that invests. he invests invests because you know that's what brings out the man in you yeah. baby anyway um he's been an icon of masculinity right and because possibly because i'd seen alexander skarsgard wearing the equivalent of a langot a week ago i couldn't help but 
think about how different the ideal of masculinity is between Hollywood and Bollywood. Both of these films were showing a hero who, whose body was everything, right? The body is the reason you watch that film, pretty much, both case of Tarzan, because really that camera was loving every inch of Alexander Skarsgård's body. Uh, as it has to be said, was Sultan's. Like, I mean, good on us for liking cellulite. Salman's, yeah, exactly. The slight difference between Skarsgård's and his body is that he had a full layer of fat, Salman, on his So it's back. also what it is that the man has to overcome to show his masculinity, right? Uh, Tarzan has, it was written also, the character, while it was uh, written back in, in its original form, was also about the perfect man, right? He's, uh, his instincts are pure, he does the right thing, uh, and there's an attempt to civilize him uh, by Jane, but, and this was considered a huge sort of, you know, uh, vicarious victory for Victorian men. Tarzan cannot be tamed. He remains slightly wild. Jane cannot civilize him entirely. But Sultan can be tamed. But Sultan can be tamed. Because that is the wonder of the Indian man and Salman Khan, who has always claimed he just wants the right woman to agree to marry him. So here's the thing. What tames an Indian man? Marriage and a woman... Who he's going to dominate, hmm. by the way. Later, after that. Afterwards. Who he'll thwart completely. Hmm. But she's the one who reins him in, in yeah. a weird way. She's like, she's the Krishna to his Arjun. Okay, uh, what else have you watched this week? So I watch, so I'm a big fan of Netflix, India. Because I'm lazy and I can log onto it from my laptop and watch films and shows they have some really There's good stuff on it so dubious about what yeah you that just sounded said. really bad but i mean it in a very clean way they have this very good yes show dear listeners called. we are a pg-13 show yeah. despite what this sounds like also i have bsnl at home so i can't log into anything because it's all blocked <laughs> as i found out trust me no but <laughs> netflix india has some really good shows it has this show called master of none which i think everyone great should watch, great which is aziz ansari and uh, but they also launched a film called uh, i think it was four to five days back uh, it's called brahman naman the reason why i wanted to watch it was because it's a sex comedy and i have a particular aversion to sex comedies coming out of india because they range from great grand masti which is releasing this week yes to masti zade to like it's horrible stuff we Tell have. Tell me, have you watched Kya Cool Hai Hum? All and with K's. Kwa, yeah, exactly. Kya Cool Hai Hum. So Brahman Naman is uh, directed by a gentleman called Q. Q has made some of the most interesting films too of this generation. Like his film that is named after an expletive. So I'm not sure. No, no. Everyone, we'll close it. your eyes. It's called. Oh, Gandu. Don't close your eyes. Close your ears. Huh. It's called Gandu. It is shot in black and white. It's a slightly weird film, particularly the color section at the end. However, I really enjoyed it. Okay, so I didn't. He also did a Tashid Desh, Tashid Desh which, which was, was good. exquisitely yeah. beautiful and made no sense. But that's okay. It was very beautiful. But this film does make a lot of sense. And what's nice is that, so if you have grown up in Madras or Bangalore or Calcutta, you know, cities which have a very strong quizzing culture in them, 
you will find a lot to uh, relate to in this film. It's about three quizzers. It's set in the 80s. It's uh, extremely well scripted. It gets the nuances absolutely right of the way quizzers speak to each other, where they just talk to each other in trivia. They think they are very funny themselves. Nobody else thinks so. They are not, they might be at the top of their game as quizzers, but ultimately all they want is to get laid. And the film is about these three friends who are quite obnoxious to other people other than quizzers. They are obnoxious to everybody else. And they just want to get laid. And it's about this, the various things they do to try and get laid. But, but it sounds a little bit self-indulgent, is it? No, no, not at all. It's actually very funny. It's very nicely written. The characters are cast extremely well. There's, and most importantly, there is Sid Malia playing a jock. It's his first <laughs> proper film release. He must have had to act his pants off. No, he actually, actually he did have to act his pants off because there's, uh, you get to see Sid Malia's uh, uh, penis and his ass. And you also get to see Naman, who's the main boy in the, the main character of the film, uh, have sex with a ceiling fan, an aquarium, and a fridge. It starts with him having sex with a fridge, but there's far more to it. The music is out of this world in the film. Mm. It is very well chosen, very well curated music. So I definitely say watch it because it's, it's nice to see an intelligent sex comedy. Yeah. And if you, uh, if you are in the mood for sex comedy, I would highly recommend that you go back and see the old hit, Shokin, which yeah, was one which of the seen. sweetest and funniest sex comedies ever. Starring? Shokin uh, had Utpal Dutt, Ashok Kumar and AK Hangal playing three randy old men. Oh, of course, I've seen, I've seen it. You must yeah, have yeah, seen yeah. it. It's absolutely delightful. It also has Mithun Chakravorty and Rati Agnihotri. Mm. Would have thought that they could, you know, be in this cast. But it is such a delight. Aftab Shiv Dasani, Ritesh Deshmukh, and that other strange boy, Aftab Shiv Dasani. Yes, I've forgotten. Whoever the third one know, is. Uh, Vivek Oberoi is the main Ooh, name. Vivek Oberoi. I always block him out of my mind. <laughs> you are not the only one. But anyway, these three men were spotted on the IFA stage. No, no, on the red carpet first. So this is really, so IFA, for people who don't know, which it's okay that you don't, is the International Indian Film Awards. Now, why is it international? Because it is held in international venues. There is no other reason, frankly. No, that's not true. Wasn't it last year? Was it the year before when Kevin Costner did the Lungay dance? Yeah, then after that, no it one... It was international. No, no, Kevin Spacey. Ah, sorry, Kevin. Which, which Wrong broke Kevin. my heart totally, but after Along that... Along with John Travolta, if I'm John not mistaken. John Travolta, Kevin Spacey, Deepika Padukone and uh, Shah Rukh had done it. Yay! But this time... So, you know that it's international because they go to different places around the world and the actors just learn how to say hello in the language of that place. So By which we mean English? No, no. So they'll say when they are in uh, Muscat, they'll speak, I don't know, whatever you speak in Muscat. I'm sorry, Muscat listeners. <laughs> we apologize. Okay, where was it held this This was year? in Madrid. So they kept Hola. saying, Hola Madrid, Hola Madrid. Like by the end of it, you were like, please learn another word. Before the show, they had a red carpet. And this red carpet looks a little staged because when Vivek Oberoi stepped onto it, 
everyone started screaming in joy <laughs> looking at him and then when sonu sood came on the red carpet they started screaming even more so it there's something a little dodgy about that there are that. humans screaming and them. indians lots of indians and in, i don't know whether they've all been flown up from india because there are a lot of indians in madrid it seems that's true also a lot yeah. of bangladeshis and pakistanis oh my brethren i'm not pakistani bangladeshi just saying just specifying before everyone starts tweeting abuses to me no so yes because that'll stop them yeah, but anyway of course. so on. the ifa usually does have a collection of stars say so you'll have a sharukh khan there you'll have a uh, akshay kumar and so on but this time for some reason they all decided to give it a miss they said they must have been to madrid so they didn't want to go or they couldn't so, pay them or they couldn't pay them that too or they weren't getting an award anyone who didn't get an award wasn't there basically which is actually a secret about bollywood award yeah. shows that i think a lot of uh, regular people don't know that there is no bollywood celebrity who will show up for an award unless show you're getting unless they're getting an award yeah so when someone you know when an actress says oh thank you so much i totally didn't expect this they're lying yeah. they kind of knew that's why they're there worse is when they're like oh my god this is really great but it really should have gone to someone else but thank you so much for your support exactly. lying again it's a lie. they wouldn't have come if it had gone to the other yeah. person so over here the only star real star so none of the bachans were there uh sharukh wasn't there akshay wasn't there uh, so who was there salman because he was promoting sultan so he did the closing act of the uh, show which was a little worrying because you always feel bad for the dancers because anyone who knows how salman works knows that he doesn't really remember dance steps so he supposedly makes them up if he forgets i so can tell yeah so the chamak davar troop behind him also needs to keep up with his imagination but uh, that wasn't the worst part the worst part of this was that tiger shroff did a full dance performance which was something like what we would do in class 8 or like we wouldn't but people we know would have but done but did you have a six pack in class 8 oh he has like a 10 pack i think that's the only thing that he has no no he's very him. sweet and polite Uh, but we aren't giving him best boy in the crowd award but what were we giving him like why he was he nothing. dancing he was just dancing and suraj pancholi was there another and genius and he started crying while thanking uh, salman khan he said i want Wait, to why was he thanking he and atiya shetty who is sunil shetty's daughter got the award for best couple dipika padukone was actually the main the reason why you could have watched the show because it the best part of the show was her hmm. and it's because she came on she was of course looking stunning but she came on and she spoke about the about her depression and she said that a lot of people don't realize that the reason why i've been able to deal with my depression is because i'm also a sports person and my father is a sports person and he had taught me that he had taught me sports and told me to be to always have one sport which you do and it's helped me to deal with failure or loss or success also in my life 
दीपिका पाडुकोन इनके समवन डजंट नो इज प्रकाश पाडुकोन बैडमिंटन चैंपियंस डॉटर सो व्हाट वाज आल्सो नाइस वाज देयर इज ऑफ कोर्स इट्स ऑल प्रैक्टिस द स्पीच एंड ऑल दैट बट इट वाज नाइस दैट देयर्स अ स्लाइट अटेम्प्ट एट ह्यूमिलिटी व्हिच इज माय फादर हु मेनी पीपल मे नो इज अ स्पोर्ट्स पर्सन एंड शी डिडंट से हु हर फादर वाज बट दिस ऑल लेड अप टू द प्रीव्यू ऑफ हर न्यू एड व्हिच इज द नाइकी एड and it is a fantastic yes. ad so the ad was so there's one thing only which i had a like i don't know if i'm splitting hairs over here i do feel that uh using your own depression to be the base point of plugging an ad is i found it a little weird it's your but depression. it's her it's her depression so you it's fine you do with it as you will but i i respect the pickup adukon immensely for coming out and saying yeah. that she has a men- mental illness of any sort because very few people also are okay with that also to do it in front of her fraternity a fraternity which doesn't talk about any weakness like whether it's affairs whether it's failure in business whether sadness, nothing they just don't sadness. they are perfect people they are perfect marriages they are perfect firms they don't hanker after success so she at least comes across as human but now to that ad it is a superb ad it i've seen it finally i've seen an ad yeah. on tv that i want to watch it stars real athletes real sports yeah. people and what a great soundtrack how well shot it is so great stuff so this is it's been created by uh weedon and kennedy india and uh it's been directed by prasva rusale and the song Hi, is a really foreigner. good not the direction will always like people usually get someone uh from abroad but who knows but uh the song is uh sung by MIA collaborator generation hmm. and it features the american rapper gizel so we at least have learned about some rappers and so on but what's nice is that it celebrates sports people it uses real athletes it's very uh quick and uh well shot the women are fit they are uh, and they're so attractive like yeah. real people attractive But, not makeup attractive yeah so i saw this on twitter a lot over today actually because this got uh, the ad was aired on, on uh, during ifa which is day before and it got released yesterday by which we mean sunday yeah sunday and it got released on monday so there's been a lot of uh, criticism about uh, oh you know how come all the women are so slim and how come all the women are so uh, nice looking now first of all all the women in that ad other than maybe one or two are all actual athletes there's rani rampal she's the women's uh, hockey team captain there's harman pit core she is a cricketer then there's a footballer who's uh, jyoti barat she is the footballer who's also won the saf cup there's a squash champion joshna chinappa there's a surfer ishita malviya these are real people they are not and they have these are the bodies that you have to have if you're going to be no, a professional so which sports is what person i wanted to just point out to people who are saying why are they so slim and why you know if you are going to be training for a sport there is you are not salman khan that you will remain fat i do take the point though that if you 
are not conforming to a certain kind of aesthetic of slimness, it's hard to get on air for ads and stuff like that. That is true. But for the concept that is Nike's concept, these were the best models you would find. They're real women with real bodies, which reminded me of something that you'd found. Uh, you'd shared it with me last week. This fabulous ad for a sanitary napkin by a company called Body Foam. Yeah, so I think you'll find the link for it below. It's called No, uh, the tagline is No Blood Should Hold Us Back. Again, they used, they had ballerinas, they had swimmers, boxers, and so on, women who are athletes or performing some sort of physical sport. And it doesn't romanticize uh, either getting your period or, or the sport. Or the sport. It's gruesome. They show how you bleed, how you get scraped, how you hurt yourself. And the entire, again, that ad it has a very nice soundtrack. Both these ads have lovely soundtracks. And it's just nice to see women being shown as fit and athletic and not being, uh, that they don't need to be wrapped in cotton wool or a sanitary napkin. It was such a great parallel with the actual experience of getting your period. Yeah. It's painful, it's exhausting, it leaves you drained, it's uh, physically not the most but pleasant you carry of feelings. On. But you go on, and that's what the ad showed as yeah, well. Yeah, and that's what it says. Basically, it says, don't let your period hold you back no matter who you are. Since you were mentioning quizzes, um, hmm. I thought I would share a little bit of trivia that I found this week, and it perked me up. So I have a question for you, Ms. Sen. Yes. What do Tuntun, Amitav Ghosh, and Yul Brynner have in common? I am stumped. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, dear listeners, if you are not stumped, please send in your answer to contact at newslaundry.com. I will repeat the question. <laughs> what do Bollywood actress Tuntun, award-winning author Amitav Ghosh, and Hollywood actor Yul Brynner have in common? Uh, send us your answers. If you know, I will do a lucky draw with the ones who have got it right, and you may even get something from News Laundry. Think about that. But uh, with that, we are running out of time. But the good news is that we'll be back next week with more fun and not-so-fun Finds from entertainment. And you can write in to us at contact at newslaundry.com with your comments, suggestions, answers. And my trolls can feel free to tweet to us also. But uh, Yes, we are both on Twitter, but you know, some of us need more love. If you are in the mood to subscribe, that would be fabulous. So, um, because as Hafta listeners will know, there is one Abhinandan Sekri who has put it very well. When corporations pay, corporations are served. And when the public pays, the public is served. So please support our independent media. Support News Laundry. If you don't like us, support somebody else. But we will be very heartbroken if you don't support us. So please subscribe. And thank you, Rajashree Sen. Thank you. We will be back next week. Until then, it's a wrap. Catch all new episodes of the awful and awesome entertainment wrap on newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. 